1: put the spring back into your step and into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.
2: Tobin and Leroy. Leroy Ford was one of the baddest men. Nah,
3: dude, they call me the kangaroo. Yeah.
4: <laughs> Tobin and Leroy, ready to deploy. Had to hit it with a little journalism, but that was a decoy. Better ask about me, boy. Okay, Leroy and Tobin. To the show, still silly sauce with the showin' Till then it's half moon open Sometimes go takes like a snowman No proof, I'ma lie about a mobin. No proof, like I always oh wanted him, I never hated boy. him, I never traded him And if I did I never yeah. ever trade what, what is in store like under the seat of the driver's side floor is cool galore. So many more From six Aye. in the Mars Aye. Never a more Man of minds uh-huh. the damage is done Silly sauce good. on unlimited funds Join us on twist for unlimited fun. J Fig and Margos you with it away Toby Tobin, s***
3: <laughs> sh- who sh- two Tobin is. Oh, who is that guy? What's up, everybody, and welcome on in. Tobin and Leroy here with you on five sixty WQAM. Happy Monday to everybody out there. Leroy, you're uh, you're muted. I can't hear anything. Any snark you're saying right now is unheard by our audience.
0: Bonjour.
3: Oh, very French in your house right now, eh? Yeah. You sound a little deflated about it, I gotta be honest with you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A lot of Rudy Gobert's walking around here.
0: Um, I barely has have grasped the concept of English. And the only thing that could throw me off more is another language. So...
3: Do you wanna yeah. explain to people what that means? Is you're kind of leaving it uh you know, out of oh, uh, out of context for everybody.
0: The Canadians are in town, no English spoken.
3: Ah. A lot of nudity too, right? They don't care for the uh the bathing suits by no, the No that's not wow, not that's boy. not what? these. i oh, okay. I'll, I'll call away. the police. What's going on at your care.
0: house? <laughs> Dude, they do things different.
3: They do. They do. All right. Well,
0: And everything is okay. It's okay. It's okay.
3: Let's uh, get to some headlines here. Brought to you by the new Palmetto Ford Truck Supercenter. Why buy your truck at a car store? Palmetto Ford. We know truck. High stakes weekend. Eh, pretty good. Pretty it, good. Only, come one, back. only one a little, little come hiccup. Wait.
0: Come back from Friday. Because we we're miserable Saturday morning.
3: Oh, man. Listen. I, there's nothing I hate more than losing to the New York Knicks. Especially at a that buzzer way, beater.
0: Oh my goodness. Especially it, it, I
3: mean, Especially dude, it
0: never touched any rim. It wasn't like when Kawhi shot it against um against Philly and it bounced around five times. That thing never had a chance of missing.
3: Yeah, but it also was like it also like he he gets the ball poked away and it bounces back right to him. Like what is that? You know? It was it was just he was hitting those all game, Julius Randle. Now that being said, <laughs> not a true loss. I mean, you want to talk about corruption from these referees. These officials out here, you know what inbounds is or you don't know what inbounds is? I'm trying to figure it out. Leroy, do you know what it is? Because I feel like I know what it is. I know what inbounds is. And, And somehow it seems these officials, they love to take away points from the Miami Heat. Tyler Hero gets a bucket right under the basket and they call him out of bounds. And he was like a foot in bounds. What was that? Corruption—that's what it is. I mean, That's exactly exactly the NBA right. wants the Knicks wait, wait, on top. Wait, 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 wait. It's that time if, of year. Ratings are down, I and I can see what's going on here. We all can see if, what's going on here, dude.
0: If, if I may, if Randall doesn't make a ridiculous shot, you're having a different conversation. Like, you can't. Like, it, it. It can't be that. Will we not be talking? Like. He had made a great shot.
3: He made it a great happens. shot. Also buoyed by the fact played. Also, also buoyed by the fact that the uh, that the the referees were giving him illegal free throws. Which, by the way, thanks for that two minute report telling us that we effed up on those calls. Appreciate it. I always love those. It's you know w- what a gift that we have that clarity from the officials. My bad. Two minute report. Hashtag my bad. And then you just taking points away from Tyler Hero. So three point swing, not a true loss. Nick's, Nick, Nick's win streak is over in my eyes they may tell you that they won nine straight they have a one nine straight gifted a win lunacy what are we doing at this point hey man just count the baskets that are supposed to count that's it am I asking am I asking for something outrageous I'm not I'm not I'm not I'm not trying to be a, a homer here count the baskets that are supposed to count If not for an incredible shot, we wouldn't be having this conversation. All right, well, thank you, Peter Pan. But grow up, and the shot did happen. And also, you know what else happened? They took away points from Tyler Hero. Grow up, Peter Pan. You you love to live in, uh, ooh, this happened. We wouldn't even be talking. Yeah, but we are. Guess what? We are.
0: No credit for just a great play.
3: Yeah, great play. Buoyed by uh, bloated math, which... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> took he took points away from the Miami Heat. <laughs> that wouldn't be bloated math. Bloated is when you get more. No, but then they bloated by giving him free throws he wasn't supposed to get. Oh, Bam bio took a bone it. took a Bones Jones uh, shoulder right to the chops, and they called a foul on him. Are you kidding by me? The, by
0: by the way, dude, I got to tell you, mm-hmm. we have these fighters on. They go on to win championships. I don't know. I don't know. They should be knocking our door down.
3: That's true. That's true. Alexa Grosso is the uh, the new flyweight champion of the world. She was awesome. That fight was awesome. And she was down two rounds to one. And then Valentina Shevchenko threw the spinning kick, jumped on her like a spider monkey chip. Got that back. ta See? Hey. Game planning for a kick. Well, you say high kick. It wasn't a high kick, though. It, was it doesn't matter. Well, now you're changing a the rules. A kick. A kick. If you know somebody's a kicker, you game
0: plan accordingly. Jumped on her like a spider monkey. So, so she countered the kick. Go figure. Game planning. Watching. Oh, this is something she does.
3: It was a great. It was a great. Uh, it was a great move. She's the champ, Alexa Grasso, yeah. now a champion of the world. And John Bones was. He's the best. He's
0: just big, He's the bigger, best. dominant, right?
3: He's just bigger the best, dominant. Yeah. He, he was like he treated surreal gone like a toy. It was embarrassing for I think it was an embarrassing fight for surreal gone. how bad John dominated him like played I mean, with him
0: <laughs> look at you I mean you it, think you're big Look I gotta tell you you know that has this has the, the that fight had the the smell of out of sight out of mind. the champ was away. So, everybody in the division's like, I'm the champ. Forget him. Don't worry about him. He used to be good. And they kind of all treated it that way. And I think he forgot how good John Jones is.
3: The thing that's crazy about it, though, is like, I always thought John was going to win. And the re- my reasoning for it was because everybody's big worry was, well, he's been off for so long. And my counter to that was nobody's better equipment to, uh, equipped to come back from layoffs than John Jones.
0: He's done it his whole he career. He does it all the
3: time. He always gets. He should gets, have. He, should he have always gets into fights. trouble.
0: He should. He should have thirty fights at this point in his career.
3: He always gets into trouble, and then he comes back, and usually his comebacks are the best version of him. It's usually after that you got to watch out for. But I, you know, he hadn't had a finish like that really since DC. Uh, and 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 the, the, so the DC rematch and the Gustafsson rematch, he really hadn't looked like that. A lot of decisions, a lot of not looking that great. He had one where there was an illegal knee, you know. So he wasn't he wasn't looking top notch. Still getting wins, barely by, but not looking like, you know, not looking like a wrecking machine. This was like whoa, impress. It was like that impressive for a fight to just end like that. And he didn't choked have to him think out. Think about this choked him out up against the cage. It's probably
0: the first time in his career he's gone without having to cut weight. Uh, yeah.
3: Yeah, for sure. So I, mean,
0: I would wonder, you know, like, man, we ask these fighters all the time. They are miserable when they have to weight cut. Miserable. Mm-hmm. And they deal with it because it's part of the game. But just imagine all of your career you've had the weight cut and now you go into a fight, you train, you do everything you have to, no weight cut.
3: Yeah, I mean possibly. I mean, I think also just the idea of of how strong he was in this fight. You know, people were wondering about all these things about like cardio and um, you know, how's he gonna deal with somebody that is a heavyweight of heavyweight strength? And I'll tell you how he dealt with it. He was stronger, a lot stronger than him and it was uh it was crazy it was it was it was cool too because like you know you know you don't get to see in the sport all the time guys who take that layoff and come back they don't always look great but he's the best there's not a debate he's the best to ever do it there will be nobody ever better to do it and now he's the heavyweight champ obviously there's a big uh you know shadow out there with with uh, Francis Ngannou being away from the sport but Dana White came out this week and said he's banned he's never coming back never wow. coming back I feel like he said some similar things about John Jones though where I still leave the door open I leave the door open too I mean like listen money will always talk and if he goes out there and he beats Stipe I don't really know what fight that's, fight that's out there for him after that um, but Dana White was very adamant that uh, no I've been negotiating for a year he's done You're dead to me.
0: Now, Stipe, huh?
3: Yeah, and the odds on Stipe, like, they were, John was, like, minus 200 opening odds. They're already, like, minus, I think, 350 for John. People think is going to get killed. He's old.
0: I mean, we always think that, though, right, with Stipe. You always, like, he's the the guy.
3: I mean, he's the best heavyweight ever.
0: Right. Can't disrespect. But but you're still going to all of his fights going, "Uh, this is the time. He's, he, you know, but I can't, man, if you weren't excited about seeing John Jones back. Hello.
3: <laughs> hello. It was crazy. What a performance. Not the biggest ass whooping over the weekend, though. You see what Sergei Bobrovsky did? Got after it, dude. You dirty hit our goalie. He'll whoop your ass. Two one filthy. That's right, dude. Gave him a two-piece. A 2-1 filthy right down the pipe. Bam! Gonna get a dirty shot on Bobrovsky. Bam! Beat you up. Got beat up with all that gear that he's wearing on. He can still throw clean punches. What the hell was that guy's name? Zucker? More like sucker. Sucker move, dude. With your cheap shot ass. Bam! Got beat up by Bobrovsky. I like that. Toughness. Yep.
0: Certainly easier to fight with all that equipment on.
3: Is it? I don't think so. I don't think so, dude. You're walking around like a penguin. You can't get hurt, though. I mean, he didn't have his helmet on, but old Zucker, uh, you know, when when someone's looking, he's got no shots to to throw.
0: I hate that. That's the biggest, and all guys will tell you in sports, the biggest cowardly move is to hit a competitor when he ain't looking. Especially the goalie. That's
3: supposed to hit the goalie? Now, who came to his defense? Ekblad, okay, jumped right in there, but Bob got right after it, right in there too. He didn't even want Ekblad. He's like, Bob, "Let me add
0: him." Bob said, "Hey, Ekblad, I got this.
3: I got this, dude. I got this." And then a uh, shout out to the Canes. They uh, Canes. they got to share the ACC title. The
0: ACC share. Yeah. Or, oh, and they split it with some. I thought they. I believe they it split it right. with Virginia.
3: Speaking of. Speaking of Virginia, the great John Crotty is gonna join us later on this hour.
0: Oh yeah.
3: So we'll uh we'll talk to Have John Crazy. Scoring
0: more than forty seven points a game.
3: <laughs> I think so. I think I think they've moved on a little bit.
0: Remember, remember Virginia like, oh no, Virginia's in the final four. So it's not in the gonna mud. get above fifty.
3: Yep. So uh yeah, high stakes weekend, all in all, pretty good. that heat did bounce back pretty and good. beat the Hawks on Saturday. Yep. Uh yep. they needed yep. that one. And they're back yep. at it again tonight. Uh, Kyle Lowry, he remains out. Lowry? Spo won't even say if he's coming back this season. He's just Oof. like, making progress. What the hell does that mean?
0: But, but, but. This a very
3: important text. We will get, very yeah. likely, the debut of Omer Yurtsevin. Who, you, uh, who wouldn't be here. My guy. Who Yurt. wouldn't be here if you had your Rathers? No, I mean, listen. It, I thought it, about it. Wait a minute. I thought about oh, it over oh, the oh. weekend.
0: Marco's? And, Marcos, correct me if I'm wrong. Did he say ship Big Yurt out of here for
3: Gogi? Well, you know what? Did you not say that? Uh, I well, you said in your scenario, but like I knew it wasn't gonna happen, so like I, uh. I just played I just played ball with you. <laughs> but here's the thing. Here's the You're thing. The worst. I saw Gogi You're sign up worst. with the uh, the Bucks. He's <laughs> wearing number thirty one. It's a little unbecoming. Ring chasing, you know.
0: You're the worst,
3: Gogi. People call him the dragon. I call him the snake. Hey, wow, slithering! Can't trust him. He follows you, bro. You better not.
0: I I told you this was going to happen. Yeah, I told you this is going to. This dude resets his hot takes according to what happens. The Bucks think they're so
3: cute. They, they, they think they're going to re, re, reincarnate the 2020 heat that whooped their ass. Hey, Here's the hey. thing. Listen, d thought it was going to work out in Cleveland too, okay? Hey,
0: don't try to plow through.
3: No, no, no. I'm telling you, listen. <laughs> yeah. I love Omer Yurtsevin. That's my you're guy. Trying, you're just trying to plow through. In fact, I was moved by uh, by Move. Omer. Yeah, I was moved. Move. I, was, I was moved. And okay. and to okay. celebrate the season debut of Omer Yurtsevin, I got into the lab.
5: selling a little
2: Love is a burning thing.
3: All right, welcome back, everybody. And it makes... Tobin and Leroy here with you on 560 WQAM. Take you up until 2 o'clock this morning. John Crotty going to join us in about 10 minutes. We will talk to the uh, former Heat point guard, the the current Miami Heat television analyst, alongside Eric Reed on Bally Sports Sun. You, of course, can watch them tonight. As the Heat take on the Atlanta Hawks for uh, the second of their little uh, two-game set, we've gone baseball style here now. Seven thirty tip-off from Miami Dade Arena. So your coverage on Bally gets started at seven o'clock with your coverage here uh, starting at six fifteen with preheat. Alejandro Solana has you going. So uh, looking forward to that. And uh, see if the Heat can get uh, two here against the Atlanta Hawks. They need it. They need to keep racking up these wins. Do have some news that just came across, Leroy, uh, along the Twitter landscape. Uh, the Peers, Derek Carr, is closing in on a contract with your New Orleans Saints. Whoa. Wow. Yep. Yep. Wow. Ah. All right. Thought he was walking off real quick from the news. I think that's a good call for the Saints, though, because who else is playing quarterback? You know, like I, I, oh,
0: no, but but the mystery, in Drew Brees. Yeah, I would say the way they were talking in New York that they <clears throat> were going to do everything they could to get him.
3: They were wowing him, right? And
0: and I would say that you know I'm you know I'm always looking for the Saints to do well, but I would say if I'm a player. And I've had to pick what team is closest to me being successful, it's the New York Jets. So I'm wondering if this is not a money thing. Because if it's just be. strictly, if it's just
3: strictly I want to win, the Jets are much closer than the Saints. But you made a good point last week with Aaron Rodgers about the NFC. Like, AFC's a gauntlet. It's a gauntlet, dude. And so right. and he was just in that. So if you right. are looking at the Saints and you are thinking, you know, got some nice weapons around, you know, they do, a, you know, they they get their things uh, straightened together, not a very good division. Um, I would uh, I would say that that lends to it Tom Brady being gone. Yep. Um uh
0: and 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 if the Saints were worth anything in their um in their sales pitch, then that's a lot of things that we're talking about right now come up. Hey Derek, look at this division, dude.
3: Very right? interesting so, if this uh this Aaron Rodgers decides to stay with the Packers. Yeah. What are the Jets gonna do? Are you turning to old Tannehill? What, like what's uh I, what's the next move? I, you got I, little listen. little Jimmy G? We 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 do
0: this, and as a player who's gonna make a lot of money anyway, no matter where you go, if you look at the options that Aaron Rodgers has the best opportunity for him to win is with Green Bay. Because guess what? If you go to the AFC East, you got to deal with Buffalo. Mm -hmm. You got to deal with the Dolphins. And New England, for some reason, no matter who they play with, they always cause – You can't kill them. What other division is like that, other than the division he just left and pooped a bit? Then, if you get through that, you got to deal with Patrick Mahomes. You got to deal with um, all the quarterbacks out uh, west. So, yeah. But when you look at, okay, look, look at, look at the NFC. Who are you dealing with? Aaron Rodgers is the stud of the, the conference. So, yeah, I, I, the more I think about it, the more I, the more I say. Now, if he does leave and mm-hmm. go to New York, he'll just say, "I needed a change."
3: Yeah, I agree with that. Like, he's the, not
0: gonna say, "Yeah, I yeah want he's just ready to move on." In the best position to win, because, dude. As a quarterback, you have been in the best position of any quarterback in the last 15 years to win a championship. All fair. There's nobody who's been in a better situation. All
3: right, we'll get back into it in an hour to uh, the uh, the news that looks like Derek Carr is going to be heading to the Saints. But we'll flip back to some hardwood as John Crotty. He has the call tonight of Heat and Hawks. My we'll guy. talk to our guy, John Crotty. He joins us next.
1: After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela, the mark of
3: a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor.
1: You are a fighter. and Medella is your reward. Medella, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois. Now with the MLB
2: app, you can get baseball your way.
3: the heat here for you on 560 WQAM. Heat right back at it on the hardwood tonight against the Atlanta Hawks after beating Atlanta this weekend, 117-109. That, of course, coming after a crushing, and I mean crushing defeat to the New York Knicks, 122-120. We'll talk some Miami Heat right here with your Miami Heat television analyst from Bally Sports Sun. You can, of course, watch that tonight on Bally Sports Sun Pre-game starting at 7 o'clock. John Crotty has the call alongside Eric Reed. John joining us here on the Toyota of Hollywood Guest Line. Shop over 1,500 Toyota's indoors on one of America's largest shows at Toyota of Hollywood on 441 between Hollywood and Sheridan. John, thanks for the time, man. Really appreciate it.
2: Hey, guys. How you doing this morning?
3: You tell me. How are you doing with the,
0: the way the season has gone up and down and I can hear on the call how frustrated you get just from being a <laughs> former player? Like, there's no consistency and you're like, ah!
2: How do you feel yeah it's it's been a challenge at times right step forward a step back um, I think a, inconsistency is a, a great way to put it Leroy I mean I think early on you know you had you could point to a lot of bodies uh, and injuries guys being out and and but you know that hasn't been the case as of late as we've had a really you know healthy group with the exception of Kyle Lowry um you know it, it, I think the biggest head scratcher for me, has been the three-point shooting um, it's it's just it's really strange because you would look to all right maybe there's been some personnel changes um, all right maybe we're not getting the same shots but we've had predominantly the same guys and, and shooters right and then you look at the quality of the shots we're getting are they good shots and and that's the coaching staff's job and I think they've done a good job they're getting open threes um, and they just haven't made them to the point where they were number one in the league in percentage a year ago and you know they're like twenty eighth or something now out of thirty teams. Um, and and you know obviously that that analytic really matters when you get that extra point on those makes.
0: Is is this? I, I'm I, I've said this over and over again. I've never seen a team lead the league in a stat like that and then be bottom of the league that quick with the same players. It just doesn't happen. Like a bad. A bad season would be if you fall down to the middle of the pack, right. not the bottom. Have you ever yeah. seen anything like this?
2: No, I mean you would just you would typically think it would be injury driven, right? Your key three point shooters are are out, um, or a personnel change of some sort. So that that's that's the thing to me that I, you know, and I pride myself as an analyst to looking at the stuff and trying to figure out. All right, you know, this is why this is happening. Um, that's my you know my job but it's 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 honestly it's it's very hard to explain it it really is because the quality again the quality of the shots i think are still there uh john after the loss to the new
3: york knicks jimmy had some comments about uh you know what the team has been going through this year You're gonna play for our audience and i don't know if you heard it or not but i'm sure you did because sure. uh, spo adjusted it but uh, this is what jimmy had to say after the loss to the knicks
0: i mean i'm at a point now i think everybody is where um it doesn't surprise us we just we, we really get bored with the process <clears throat> and I, I I can't tell you why and you know we, we we play hard and sometimes we get back in the game like we did tonight and sometimes we don't but either way it goes if we just play basketball the right way the entire game I don't think that we're in that situation more situation more often tonight but for some odd reason um, we think it's going to be easy so we just go out there and go through the motions.
3: Uh what did you make uh Jimmy's comments uh, John about just getting bored with the process of their kind of up and downness uh that they've 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 struggled with this year.
2: Yeah, I mean look, I hear frustration in his voice. I think he's a guy who does play hard and, and leaves it out there every every single game to his credit. Um so I, I I hear I hear frustration there. I mean, you know, there's nothing else that I hear and I, I frankly I want my star guys feeling it. I want them to take pride in, in winning. I want them to, you know, voice, hey, look, you know, this isn't this isn't good. We don't want to lose. Um, I, I think the idea that we got to play harder. This is the stretch run and to galvanize everyone together is, is important. At the end of the game, at the end of the day here, you can have all the scheming, all the systems you want. It comes down to the guys in the room being able to pull together and play hard to be and be competitive. However, you got to do it to win.
0: You think, you know, you think, Jimmy has to be more direct, you know, and, and just start, I'm not saying in public, but behind closed doors at practice during the game, start calling guys out uh, to hold them accountable or because it seems like everybody just makes the assumption that everybody else is going to do the right thing. And when it doesn't happen, we hear stuff like this from Jimmy or other players, you know, saying we need to do this or we're not doing that. But you got to kind of hold each other accountable with that.
2: Yeah. No. I look. I think Leroy. I do think he's the kind of guy who's doing that every day, anyway. Right. Um, you know, he he's not one to bite his tongue and and um, check himself that way. I think he goes after guys too. Um, you know, in terms of actually in practice, the way he plays. You know, not just verbally. Um, so I, I think that's there. I, I I think you know part of it is just collectively continuing to, to hold the course. Here's the thing, guys. I mean, you know, the, the, even the, with the frustration of, of where we're at, they're they're in a playoff position. Mm-hmm. They're, they're going they're, – there's a situation now where when I was looking at the standings here, you know, you got Brooklyn who is is kind of in a free fall because of the, all the personnel changes they've made. Um, you know, if they – you're trying to get yourself into the top six so you're not in that play-in game. Uh, if you're in the seventh or eighth f- seed you're in that position where you 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 have you know major um, you know, potential slippage if you get into a playoff a play-in game where anything can happen right you have a, a guy rolling ankle and all of a sudden it's a one two game thing and you're out before you even get a chance to get into the playoffs if you're in sixth now you're locked in you have a seven game series against somebody I think that's the major goal I think that's what everyone's playing for right now is just to get in up above that number and lock it in not going to be easy but um, to me, defensively is where they got to focus. Uh, it's not—it's not the sexiest thing. They're—they're they're not the highest scoring team. In fact, they're the last, the lowest scoring team um, in the league. So they got to focus. You're not going to like overnight flip the switch on that. You have got to be even nastier defensively. They've had, um, you know, before uh, the last win against Atlanta, the, the previous three first halves were giving up seventy or more points in that first half. That's not Miami Heat basketball. You got to be tougher and nastier on the defensive end, technique wise. You got to control the guy that has the ball, be accountable to to your teammates there and locked in to, to guard that guy hard. And you know that was not happening. Um, and and to me, right now, that's what they can control the defensive end. Obviously, you're continuing to work and try to be smoother on the offensive end, but it's just it's it's like you're not going to go from thirty to first, right? You you may right. move incrementally. Defensively is where you can you can be more, more consistent and win games.
3: You were mentioning this on the broadcast uh, with Eric because Bam had a really nice offensive game against the uh, the Hawks. And, and he, you know, he's been playing fine, but, like, not quite to his all-star level. So it was great to see that. And I thought Tyler had a, a really great weekend, too. A great game against the Knicks and then a great fourth quarter against Atlanta. Those two guys, John, just getting back on that consistent offensive track, like, how much smoother do you think that will, will make things?
2: Yeah, I think it makes it uh, in a big time way, I, and I'm talking about Bam first. Bam to me, you know, played and and deserved to be an All Star this year. He was he's been outstanding, and and he's become a consistent twenty point, ten rebound guy, uh, which is awesome. And then he does so much more in regards to defending uh, and also facilitating as a guy who can look over top and make plays, or as a dribble handoff guy. Um, but he he really. Um, got away from doing a lot of the dirty work and some of the hustle plays, I thought, during um, that losing streak. And can't, can't really put a finger on why, but it, it just, you know, he clearly, uh, the, the coaching staff definitely, um, you know, got back to him on that. And I thought we saw the BAM that had been an all-star all year long in that Atlanta game scoring the basketball, rebounding the basketball, being able to set up guys, and then defensively with a couple of steals or blocks. Um, he, you know, he was, he was outstanding. John, have you he, ever gone? Oh, and then you oh. talk about Tyler, too. Let me just jump in on Tyler. Tyler has to be that guy, I think, who continues to play with confidence down the stretch. And we saw that against, uh, you know, Atlanta. 22 points, he and Van being able to f- make plays mm-hmm. down the stretch. Tyler has just such ignitability that way, guys, when our offense is stagnant you know he and jimmy tend to be the guys who who really get us going
0: have have you ever been in a situation where you were playing your best basketball and then just fell off a cliff to where you couldn't make a shot you couldn't do the things you normally do in a basketball court and what do you do what did you do to turn it around because i mean they're like you said the shots are there they're making they they're getting the same open shots they're just not making them
2: yeah well from beyond the arc I I agree. I have had those situations as a guard you, you know you can go through streaks where you're not you, you know you're missing shots because it's a lot harder obviously. You can't get easy baskets. You can't get tip-ins and easy layups. You're you're 6'2 going against 7 footers trying to finish at the rim. So it becomes a lot more challenging. So, you know, the way I I always tried to look at it is You do the other little things. You you make the hustle plays defensively if you can get some stops, and this has been part of Miami's recipe Mm -hmm. and formula all year long. You get the stops, you force turnovers, which Miami was number one in the league at for a while. Now you're jump starting your offense, right? You're getting numbers in transition on the break. You're getting those three on two, two on one runouts, and you're not working against uh, an opposing five man, um, you know, connected half court defense. You have them on their heels and you're able to get easier baskets and for for an offense that has struggled being able to score the ball you know being able to get 15 to 20 something points a game um in transition is really really important john what have you uh made uh early impressions of kevin
3: love and uh his insertion uh into the starting line since they they got him in here and and i guess the trickle down is just had on the team
2: yeah, I, look, I like what Kevin Love brings because I think he's a bona fide three-point shooting threat, along with Bam. Where he can stay outside, Bam can be on the interior um, as the paint guy. It's it's really to me, when I think about it, when you when you think about a, um, a pairing in the front court, um, you know, I think he's he's really. Brings more than any other guy that Bam's played. I mean, you you know you could look at like a Myers Leonard or someone like that, but he's not quite as skilled and does certainly doesn't have the resume of a of a Kevin Love. So I like that Kevin Love's a three point shooter. I love his his rebounding ability. The numbers he puts up is amazing. He's a great positional rebounder. Um, What's what's been fun for me is watching him on his outlet passes. I don't know if you guys have noticed that, but the way he takes it off the glass and. It's, it's allowed Miami to play a little bit faster and get some easier baskets, too. But, but the way he, he'll make that half-court, three-quarter-court pass as a chess pass, which is which is impressive. And then, you know, along those lines, um, Brendan, I would say, you know, Cody Zeller, too. I mean, I'm, I've been really impressed with what he's been able to bring because, frankly, he hadn't played the entire year. So I thought there might be a workup, you know, um, of having to get him into a, some – Level of shape, but he's come in and, and just plays so hard. He's given the team a great lift. Um, I thought Caleb Martin and he in the last game against Atlanta were critical. Our bench, you know, has struggled at times being able to score with Victor coming back from the injury and not not really getting back to to his offensive self. So, um, you know, that the scoring and 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 those types of um, you know tangible production um, is is really much needed. Yeah, that's been my
3: favorite part of it because I feel like uh, Caleb. Just feels like he's like Caleb was having a nice season, but obviously was was doing a role that's not the most comfortable thing for him. He looks just so much more at home now being like that, that just all energy, all out just type of guy to
2: just provide a spark. Yeah, I mean, he's truly a wing player and he was having to guard guys that were, you know, he's 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 like six, five, you know, about 205, 210 pounds. He's guarding you know, six, 10 250-pound guys on a regular basis. It just beats the hell out of you. Right so, right. He, you know, it was hard for him to kind of get to a speed game. Um, yeah, but it's not easy also being a starter and getting those kind of minutes, and you can kind of pace yourself and find, you know, your your opportunities. Now he's coming in off the bench, and it's just, you know, all out um, all the time. And he runs that wing well. Um, I think he's, you know, one of our best finishers when you get it to him in transition, when he comes off that Off that line, you know, just coming on top of the basket with that right hand dunk. Um, He's been a um, very consistent, uh, one of our best three point shooters throughout the course of the year as well. So I think he's fit in extremely well and he obviously can guard uh, multiple positions, which is just so valuable um, from a coaching staff perspective.
3: Before we get you out of here, John, uh, the other piece of news, it looks like uh, we may be getting the debut of Omer Yurtsevin tonight. Uh, A couple big games in the G League. It looked like they were going to have a nice role cut out for him this year, John, whatever it was going to be. Do yeah. you see that being the case when he comes back? Because, like you said, Cody Zeller has been playing great. So I don't know where, you know, Spo will find the minutes. He always calls these first class problems. But, um, you know, what do you think Omer can bring uh, just kind of being dropped with, you know, a dozen and a half regular season games left? What can we expect from him?
2: Well, the thing that's been so. Um you know it's a shame right because i had similar thoughts where you know it would have been great to give him an opportunity to play with bam more and see how they they sync up because he does have three-point shooting ability now he's not the three-point shooter that kevin love is by any stretch but to wow. me he has that capability and we saw what he could do rebounding the ball last year when bam had that thumb issue and was out um you know an extended period of time he came in he was he set a rookie record for double figure rebounding games. He was he was outstanding and he could finish in the paint. He's got a nice touch. Um and he's just, you know, naturally very long and, and athletic. So I think um it's gonna be interesting to see how he's you know worked in into the rotation. I it's gonna be a bit challenging. He's he's behind the curve there, but I think look Give him credit for uh, coming back from the injury and playing now in the G League the way he did. He's, he's, he's handled it extremely well. I think he's shown that he's got got the skill set. I think the, the hardest thing for, for him right now will be, you know, every one of these games is is so important for Miami. It's not easy for the coaching staff to really think about Omer as much as, you know, just the team and, and trying to do what's best for the team. And And Zeller is playing at such a high level. I think it will be hard to inject him into that lineup.
3: We appreciate the time, John. Thanks so much. We'll see you at the uh, the arena tonight. Thanks, guys. Yeah.
2: Thanks.
3: There you go. John Crowdy, catch him tonight with Eric Reed on Bally Sports Sun. 7 o'clock is when their coverage gets going. We, of course, have a 7.30 tip-off from Miami-Dade Arena. And you, of course, can listen to that game right here on 560 WQM. Solana will get you going with preheat at 6.15. We will take a break. Our Tua coming on up. Uh, some NFL moves going down. It appears that Derek Carr has a new home. We'll tell you about it next.